Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. It is already week seven, Andy. It is week seven of the NFL, and we have quite the slate. I got seven plays on tap for week seven. Uh, And for a while, I thought I would only have five. But we're up to seven. I think that's where it's going to stay. Uh, yeah, so it's a light. It's a light week for me. It's a light week for me. Um, but before we get into the card, before we break down each of these games, um, I'd like your thoughts and kind of reset the state of the NFL as we have six results on the board for most of these teams. Uh, a handful of had buys, so not every team has six games so far. But it's a good time to kind of reflect on the state of the divisional races. It's a good time to look at the futures market and see if, you know, is this the right time to buy on any of these teams? Um, because the weather's about to change. Some of these teams have played a lot of their home games, uh, and there may be, I don't know, there may be some way to attack this. You want to uh, get that off the top? Yeah, we did. We actually talked about a few just over the past few days between you and I and a few other people. And it was, I wish I'd waited now, I guess, a little on this. I got excited. One of the first things this morning, and you guys know our, our sexy German friend, Zuma. He was going over the jet schedule with me. I mean, it's like 530 in the morning here. I haven't had coffee and he's got me just pumped. He's got me excited. So I may have bet the Jets to win the AFC today at one and four. <laughs> at one and four with a, oh as a 10-point dog. But no, um, I should have waited a week because they're probably going to lose this week. But I couldn't take that chance. And it's not like uh, it's going to take a huge jump. But I did it. It's one of those where their schedule does open up. Obviously, that, that, that division is locked up. And I like this, this. We had this talk, too. The Bills, like the Bills are four and one with an easy schedule. I don't know what bills to make the playoff is right now. They get the five seed period. I, I mean, don't they're, think they're almost just locked into the five seed. Their, their schedule is so easy. Well, let's Both, talk about the FC. FC yeah. is the FC East is the Patriots. No one's catching them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I don't even, I don't think that even the bills, if the bills continue to overperform, I still don't think they get the pets. Um, the AFC North, we feel pretty solid about our ticket on the uh, Ravens. Not really. A little nervous about that. The, the also very easy schedules for Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So, and well, the Pittsburgh's Ravens got Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph combo down the stretch. So I'm not that worried. Duck I'm not didn't that worried. To you know, I'm more worried about Cleveland. Uh, said this to somebody today when they brought it up, and it, it made total sense when they brought it up. If you do have some Ravens to win the AFC North at a good preseason price, three, three and a half to one. Now isn't the worst time to take a little bit of the, uh, take a little bit of the Browns to maybe. Do we do it? Do we do it now or, or after they beat the Patriots? Oof. I mean, you can get the Browns at four to one. Like if you just yes. want to, pro- if you want to protect the fort, just lay a, like a quarter unit on that to protect yourself against the Ravens melting. But I mean, you're right about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh are actually shorter and, they have backup quarterbacks, so I, I think that might be a little silly. But yeah, Cleveland win the AFC North at four or four to one or better as a little bit of a tickle. That, so not, you know, just tickle to, like to offset any, just to offset like your your stake if you place Baltimore. Because we don't think a, uh, I'd be a little nervous right now. We don't think a second team gets into the playoffs from the AFC North, right? 
it it feels like it's probably the FC South. It's like we're it's crazy that we're putting the Bills in the playoffs. Josh Allen sucks. He's just good enough to let that defense win games, and they're going to probably end up in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think I agree with that. Um, so you think that okay, one of Texans Colts is live for a wild card? Yeah, no one, Je- no Tennessee. one. Uh, we're not really taking anyone seriously in the West, right? Outside of Kansas City. I didn't get enough. And I just back to the South. I didn't get enough time today to fully digest the AFC South because even though Jacksonville and Tennessee are behind, like they're not that far behind. This division yeah. is still, I mean, and te- Texans and Colts do still have some flaws. They've had some injury patches there. I want to look at all four of those schedules and see if there is some value at like Jacksonville to win the South is like seven to one right now. Tennessee, Tennessee is a favorite this week. They're 12 to one to win the South. These teams aren't that far behind. It's still kind of a shit show. I don't want to speak to it yet because I haven't had the time to do the research. I'm out on Tennessee. Yeah, I probably am. 12 to one's a big number though. Especially if they beat the chargers this week, they're favored. Um, and they already lost head to head against the Colts at home, though. Yes, this is true. They do get to play everyone twice. Hmm. Um, hmm. The, yeah, the West, um, even with the Chiefs kind of floundering, then maybe this is where there is some value. No, never mind. I almost said that <laughs> the, the Oakland Raiders to win the AFC. No, West, no, no, no. The, the perception no. does keep that number way down, and the fact it that, does, yeah, the fact that the Chargers were. I mean, they were not only supposed to be a factor in this division, they were supposed to be a factor in the conference, maybe even the Super Bowl. And they are, we'll get to this. I mean, we'll talk a lot about the Chargers season going down a spiral in a porcelain bowl <laughs> to a septic tank. The Chargers are like nine and a half to one to win the division. I, yeah, no, they're I'm, done. They're done. Done, done. done, 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 done. I mean, Philip Rivers looks, Philip Rivers looks completely cooked. Like his arm looks done. Um, All right, let's. Quick, so going back, assume, to, going back to the Jets, real, real quick. Then the, the so the Jets have one win. Let's assume you need nine to get a wild card berth. I think nine is probably the magic number in the AFC yep. for the wild card, which is crazy to say. But yeah, nine wins probably gets you in. Uh, do they have eight wins left out of their what eleven games? They've only yeah. played five, right? They get the Dolphins twice. They get the Redskins. They get the Bengals. They host the Raiders. Oh, they shit. host the oh, Steelers. Shit. Oh, shit. They have to go play the Jaguars, the Giants, the Bills. I mean, the Bills have a good record, but they are absolutely beatable if you have a quarterback. Um, I'd say uh, going to Baltimore and then playing the Patriots this weekend. I'm just going to knock Two those losses, down as yeah. losses. Um, okay. That leaves so that leaves, them, that leaves so you them, need eight wins out of nine games. That leaves them one game of leeway in that area, and they're two hundred and fifty. Actually, one book has five hundred to one to win the AFC. So they can drop their game against the Bills. Even they can, you can, you can, you can scratch off the three likely playoff teams that they have left to play, and they still can get to nine seven. Yep. Uh, the, the, you know there are a couple tests. The Jaguars is a road game. The Redskins could have some players healthy by the time they play them. Uh, the Raiders, uh, Derek Carr is playing halfway decent now that he's not always hurt, and they have a few extra pieces there. It's funny, like Antonio Brown, who, I guess. The Raiders aren't terrible, as it turns out. But, yeah, that, just the way the Jets number lines up, I'm going to be looking for a Jets to make the playoffs bet 
Ooh, yeah, after, that's, that's the way. After <laughs> this Patriots loss, I'm going to assume so. So, And then I guess my question to you, let's assume, let's just put the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and I don't know, fuck it, the Texans as your conference or division champions. Let's yeah. Put, let's put the Bills in the playoffs. It leaves one spot. I mean, just pretend the Jets screw it up. Like, who are you taking between the Colts, the Browns, the Raiders, the Chargers? The I'm Jags? probably taking the Colts just because I love Frank Reich. Yeah. Smart coaching, I think. I think I'm taking the Colts and Texans, one of those two, because I think I still think the Colts can win the South. And if they do, then I'm taking Deshaun Watson to get that last spot because he's that good, right? Like there's between, you know, they're uh, between the two of them, that's your currently your second or third best quarterback in the AFC and Deshaun Watson, and currently your second or third best coach in the AFC in uh, Frank Reich. You're putting Darnold ahead of Brady? <laughs> AFC player of the week, offensive player of the week, baby. I kind of think that the Jets are live on Monday, man. I mean, it goes one of two ways: either they're live and they could maybe even get a win, or you know, the the New England snaps out of their offensive funk. But either way, I like the over in that game. Um, all right, but I've, I've, all right, NFC is is a lot lot trickier, a lot trickier, very tricky. <laughs> uh, I personally think that the Saints should be bigger favorites in the NFC than they currently are. Um, the way that this is a black swan event that is playing out before our eyes for those of us who were very, very bearish on the Saints before the season started. Um, it looked like we were confirmed correct about the state of Drew Brees' arm. Uh, and yet now, because of this thumb injury, he has gotten six, seven weeks of re- extra rest. And when typically the time of the season rolls around where he is degrading, falling off, can't throw accurately 20 yards down the field, he's going to be completely rested this time of year. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater has won all of these coin flips. Tails never fails for this guy. And uh it is looking very likely if they beat the Bears this week that they are going to be the one seed in the NFC, in my opinion. Do you agree with that take? Yeah. It hurts to say you're wrong, but we have to do it a lot every <laughs> single year. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a good stat. Like the Saints are averaging, it was like how many touchdowns per game they averaged. They were eighth worst in the league. They're not even scoring points, but they're winning. The variance is going their way, and then they'll and then they'll get healthy. They'll get their Hall of Fame quarterback back. Kamara's injured right now. That's why I'm not super psyched about them to actually get it done versus the Bears. That's a tough defense to go against with a backup quarterback who maybe hasn't been super tested against a really tough front four without his nookie blankie in Kamara there. That's it's gonna true. Be, it's going to be a little tricky. I'm not sold on them winning this game. And and honestly, even if you're a Saints fan, Saints backer, ticket holder, season ticket holder, or you just like that, you know, that cheating team that got their ass to the Super Bowl, <laughs> you can still feel good about that. If they lose, if they go lose to the Bears, yeah, I mean, Breeze goes out, and you paid money. You got a good backup. Like you're hoping it doesn't all go to shit. Even if he. You know, what would he be four and one at that point? 
like, yeah, yeah, fuck, I'll take that if I'm a, if I'm a Saints if I have some Saints tickets or yeah. if I'm if I'm a fan. No, that's still really good. Especially all things considered, didn't score a touchdown against Dallas. No, Saints are very live when they get if Breeze and Kamara are healthy at the end of the year. Absolutely. Yeah, and the the likelihood that they will be, I think, is greater today than it was when we started the season, which is insane because neither guy is going to be on the field on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, I I don't know. Is there a number out there better than eight to one for the Saints win the Super Bowl? Because I kind of want to put something in my pocket in case they get this win because this this does it for them. Because well, I don't, I don't have all my books open. I'm, I'll, I'll go hunt. That's okay. Okay. I think I think the Saints are bettable in the uh, to win the Super Bowl. Personally, let's um, let's do it. It's a it's a podcast consensus future yeah. bet. When you, you think bet. the Chiefs are in similar similar boat? Like the Chiefs are are injured as hell. Like is this the buy low spot on them? Boy, are we going to get the Chiefs? Are we going to get the Chiefs Saints Super Bowl that we deserved last year? Maybe. I'm gonna look that I'm gonna look for that price. The just the matchup? Yeah, Chiefs Saints Super Bowl. Uh that's gotta be pretty 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 reasonable. Twenty to one, maybe? Twenty almost exactly. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. I didn't even look that up. This is yeah, good. That's good. All this right, let's good. uh you got anything else in the NFC before we get to the slate? Yeah, who the fuck wins the North? <laughs> no, that's what I don't even want to talk about it because, like, I, what? I don't have takes. What the hell, dude? Okay, well, let, let me frame it though. Uh, Packers are frauds. Um, they've got three home wins against NFC North competition, but all three were suspect, uh, especially the last one. Um, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the division. I think Matt Stafford is. I don't think Matt Lafleur is the best coach in the division. I think probably Nagy is, maybe Zimmer. Um, best defense in the division is probably the Vikings, maybe the Bears. Worst quarterback in the division is definitely Mitch Trubisky. Uh, maybe slash Cousins. I, slash, slash yeah, this is I, where I, I have no – if I'm getting involved here, um, Detroit 2-2-1, two, two and one, it's like still 12-1. to one. I, That was kind of where I was going it's with It's tough, though. Best quarterback. I mean, it's just – yeah, you can, but just the situation they're in. To win the division, maybe not. To make the playoffs, maybe Green Bay with all the tiebreakers right now, sitting with one loss, fraudulent or not, they're sitting pretty. Their price is minus one twenty. That's look at their be. schedule, though, man. They I know played all I their know. home games. They played I, them all. Not all of them. Well, practically, practically. Look at the look at down the stretch. They're they typical. You can typically count on buying into Green Bay this time of year because in November and December they host teams that have to go and play in the Blue I know, but they still but look they who get, they get. They got to play a flailing Chargers team. They go, I mean, their away games aren't even outside of going to Arrowhead. Uh, whatever you, okay. you got the Giants, you got the Chargers. I guess they do have to go to the Niners, to the Niners, to the Chiefs. Those are tough games. If they get it done this weekend and they have one loss at the Chargers, at the Giants, Redskins at home, and then the three division games at the end. Like they're if you want to bet against them, I think you wait maybe until the end there. I'm not I'm not interested in getting involved in this division right now. It's messy. Okay. You think uh that our preseason read on bet the Vikings at some point uh makes sense because they get their they have exact opposite of the Packers, which is their three divisional home games are are the last four weeks of the season. They get to host Detroit, host Green Bay, host Chicago weeks, what, 15 or 16, 14, 15, 14, 16, 17? Like, that's kind of nuts. Yeah, Three Viking, home games. Viking schedule isn't 
all that peach either. They got to go to the Chiefs, to the Cowboys, to the Seahawks. They do get the Chargers. Um, they have the Lions coming off a short week. Yeah, I mean, I wish their number was a little bigger. I'm not super interested in getting involved in this division. Okay, we need to. We, need we already to have some the... Vikings preseason. Okay, well, well, let's circle back and talk about Detroit some more. What was the number you said? Twelve to one. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to it when we get to the game. Okay, I have a lot to say about those. All right, so let's get to the games. Let's do this. Uh, we can. We settled on the deep dive consensus is uh, twenty to one Saints uh, Chiefs Super Bowl. <laughs> Saints Chiefs Super Bowl. Bet okay. it. Write it Just down. Put, put something. I'm writing it the on minute, the pad right now. The minute we see a Jets to make the playoffs at whatever stupid insane number it's going to be. What do you think it'd be like? Twenty five to one. Thirty to one. It's only like six to one right now. What Jets to make the playoffs? Yeah. Wait. What? That's what somebody said. I I can't find a no, I can't find there's any prices. No way. There is that's what someone no, said. That's what somebody no said. Chance. There's no, no chance. Seemed, that seems no low. Chance. No All right. Give me All twenty right. to okay. one. Okay. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Um. I mean, remember? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about these games. Uh, Casey. Good. Denver. Uh, buy low spot for Casey. The way I see this game. Um, I am blown away that this has gotten all the way down to a flat three. I am blown away that this got all the way down to uh, a juiced plus three. Um, I bought in. I can't. I mean, I, I I can't. I cannot miss the opportunity to take a short road favorite Pat Mahomes against Joe Flacco and Vic Fangio on a short week. There is no chance that I'm letting this one get by, even if Denver does the perfect game plan and Casey's injuries are too much to overcome. And, you know, Denver is playing with the lead for a lot of this game. I am still perfectly fine having a Casey minus three ticket in my pocket because I think Mahomes has so many more, so much more talent, so many more weapons than Denver and can do so much more that uh, even from behind, I'm feeling like Casey can get this done. Um, Andy Reed, three games in a row. Uh, loss. I, I don't. I'm not seeing it. Um, this is a get right game for KC. I know their defense isn't great, um, but I don't see anything in Joe Flacco and Denver Broncos that can take advantage of the weaknesses of this defense. So, uh, give me KC minus three. You have any uh, dissenting opinion on this, or did I get the right set? I'm very tempted. I might I might well be there because it's still. It looks like it's still moving that way. Is it Watkins, really? Watkins. I thought I got. I thought I got by low at minus three, minus one hundred one. Is it still going down? I mean, I just think it's still available. I mean, you can it's get yeah, five times. You still have minus three, almost even. You can get a, a flat minus three in a lot of places. Um, <sighs> and I think it is the, the the injury report today. Watkins out, Fisher out, Chris Jones out. Mahomes still possibly maybe hobbled, traveling to altitude against a team that's kind of figured it out on defense. And now there's a game plan for it. The game plan is run the ball, keep it, keep it out of their hands. Um, and I will, this was the, when we were talking to we were talking to other podcasts we listened to before we were on air and something I've listened to a little bit is the Chris Sims one. And I was telling whale here, there's a lot of shitty takes on there, but he's a smart guy. <laughs> like it just, it, it, some of it is glowing just, endorsement. Yeah. No, I mean, just, it's one of those. You're things, welcome. Chris Sims, you're no, welcome. Sorry if he listens, but no, I mean, but he's a smart cat. He knows so much X's and O's and he has a lot of good opinions. And, uh, you know, there, there are some terrible things you hear on there as far as like, Oh, the, the play action wasn't working because they didn't establish the run and you just cringe. Cause you know, that's not real. 
but he had a really good point and it's crazy it's like when you think of something and then somebody else says it you're like fucking yes i thought i was the only one i thought it was crazy and he says i don't remember how he framed it he had a weird way of saying it but basically is kansas city can't stop the run everybody knows this their base defense whatever they're using is terrible against the run and people are able to control the clock by doing that keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hands he had like one drive in the fourth quarter they're getting murdered on the time of possession he and he said just he's like be don't half-ass it full asset just sell out against the run if they want to beat you in the pass so be it especially with joe flacco this is a perfect situation to do it stop the run completely sell out to stop the run sell do out. not let them if they're gonna beat you on a drive they're gonna do it deep long passes over the top Make your corners cover in man, and if they get beat, they get beat because you're either you get the beat ball back. A, you yeah, what's worse, a touchdown, a real quick touchdown, or a ten minute drive that ends in a touchdown, or even a field goal where you did not get the ball in your playmaker's hands? And like, it was one of those moments where it's like, man, this is just so crazy. It might work. I love that take. I don't yeah. want to take credit for it because it was Chris Sims. This was uh, a nice hot take. It seems a little crazy, but. I think that might work. Just stop the run. You can stop yeah. the run. If you put, put enough guys in the box, bring your strong safety up, stack it up, make them beat you through the pass, make Joel Flacco beat you through the air and get the ball back either way. Got and so that's that, absolutely right. And if they do, that'll be amazing if they actually do this. But yeah, I think if I had to bet, it would be Kansas City get right game laying three. They're still a dynamic team, even with Watkins. <sighs> yeah. Um, if, I, if I bet it, that'll be it. Yeah. God, that's right. That's probably why the under hasn't gone down anymore, right? Because yeah. that's the that's what that's what Kansas City needs to do. Just let him go. Um, it's what it's one of those yeah weird ones like just oh man, do we really want to get beat by long touchdowns? Look, what no, you're doing, yeah. What no. you're what you're doing isn't working right now, so maybe it does. And yeah, it's, we'll uh, we'll be we'll we'll return fire with our long touchdowns. So yeah, we'll touch I mean, base see, it. See, yeah, see, we'll see. touch base at halftime on that one and yeah, decide what we want to do. So. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Oh, uh, Arizona. Yep. Sunday noon. Arizona, the streaking Arizona Cardinals getting it done. Oh my gosh, Hitting. they are streaking. Yeah. They. I mean, who knows? I mean, it, it's it would have been a tie game. It's not like they would have lost on the extra point. But that was a that was a get right game. That's for all the Kyler Murray hot takes. All those people can take some victory laps. Oh, look how good he is. We told you so. It's like, well. Everybody's going to do that to the Falcons, which if you're in Arizona, regular season wins over ticket holder, you needed that one because that was a place where Kyler was going to score some points. We might run into that again. The Giants have a pretty soft secondary, pretty soft linebacking core. Um, this over has taken money, and I'm pissed about a couple overs. I missed the boat, and I still just might take a bad number and bet them because I anything I bet, it's not like it's been close. I haven't caught anything by the hook. Some of these high totals, it's not like they're landing right on the number. I say that, and this one is absolutely going to bite me in the ass by missing the number. But Arizona has allowed the most passing touchdowns this year. They have how many interceptions? Well, guesses. Oh, uh, zero. Is it zero? Big fact. Oh, Jesus they Christ. have not picked off a pass. I mean, we talked about oh they, they you know they torched the Falcons passing defense, well, yeah but the the Falcons kind of torched them too. It was a barn burner. I had the over that was one of the bets where I've never felt more right in my life. 
that was super easy. And you might see that again. I might just take this over. See, I think this plays more like Giants skins. Personally, I think the Giants can control this. I think the Giants can, they're, they're, can they're dictate this. Better defense than the than the Falcons, but how much better? Well, that's the and thing that's is like I have, I've stayed off this one so far. Talk, so, I mean, talk me out of it. Okay, so Arizona's offense is inflated. It is, uh, and granted, like I, I, I get what you're saying. I see that the line movement happened. Like I think that was mostly informed by the offensive pieces confirmed to be back for the Giants. We're going to see Barkley. We're going to see Ingram. We're probably going to see Shepard. And that's where I kind of want to. I, I almost veered and said Giants team total over against this passing defense. Danny Dimes get right game. It would also be very convenient if uh, Arizona was going to get a player back who could help shore up that pass defense oh is somebody coming off suspension there surely is and it's not just someone it's someone very relatively talented in uh, patrick peterson and honestly after what happened to danny jones on thursday night football uh, i think it's imperative that the giants run a more conservative set try to play a little bit more ball control try to play uh, into the strengths of your team with barkley back let your offensive line dictate a little bit and uh, don't give Kyler Murray the opportunity to get in a rhythm and hurt you and hurt your defense. And really and truly, like the Giants' defenses, even though they've given up a ton of points, like they've been better than they were week one, where they were just horrific against the Cowboys. They've been better than that team. Uh, and I would expect that uh, this is more of this is the kind of game where the Giants can figure out a way to kill the clock, uh, dominate time of possession and um, eke out a win without asking Danny Jones to do too much. Uh, I think two rookie quarterbacks in a game with a total of 50 screams under to me. Um, and uh, this is one that I think the fact that the Cardinals have played the Bengals and the Falcons back-to-back, and people assume that the Giants' defense stinks uh, when, in fact, it's improving, um, I think is a good opportunity to get involved in an under. Uh, I wouldn't shy away from backing the Giants other than I don't like laying those kind of, a, you know, I don't like laying three um, if, uh, if I'm asked to back a, a rookie quarterback. But this is this has the setup of, of uh, Giants skins, skins to me. How'd that I think, go? I think I think you talked me out of. <laughs> I, I've this is I've had so many games like this this week where I've tried I've had to like try to wedge three different angles in it because there was a time where I almost pulled the trigger this morning on Giants minus three because I think it is a maybe a sell high on the Cardinals. Yeah, they looked real good, but that's still they're still not quite there. Um, I might the Giants, crow, I might eat crow on Kyler. Like Kyler might be a talented player, but. I don't know if I believe in Cliff. It might yeah. be they might have only got half of that equation right. So they're still they're still kicking field goals when they should be getting touchdowns. They should never yeah. have let uh, they should never have let Arizona. I mean Atlanta back in that game. Uh, they had that thing in control, um, but uh, but they did. Um, and I honestly like the the Giants defense against the Patriots. Like if you take away the blocked punt return for a touchdown if you take away the two super short fields that were afforded by turnovers um the defense afforded themselves fairly well i thought i thought they played brady tough and granted it was a windy day and brady's in decline um but uh it was uh it was an okay performance by that giants defense especially on a short week and i think with 10 days to prepare for murray you're gonna be you're gonna look a little bit better 
as a defense. I like the extra time to prep here. Uh, and uh, yeah, give me an under. And in fact, I got a well, bad you number. Bet the under. You bet the <laughs> under. Bet it. Yeah, it went the other way. 49 and a half and it went the other way. And honestly, like I, I should, I knew better to wait until the Barkley news came out because I was expecting it. And I honestly like, I like that. I like Barkley. I was going to say, it game. might actually help you if they can uh, right. control the clock a little with the run. Especially. They can put away a win. They can put away a win. They don't right. give Kyler Murray three drives in the Across fourth quarter. They, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move down to the game of the week. I'm in the pumped morning. for this one. Yes. Oh. My favorite look on the card. Uh, Indianapolis Ooh, Colts. Yeah. Take on the Houston Texans. Indy's coming off by Houston is coming off of an upset on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. Houston is on the road again. Uh, and then they take on a very physical unit um, that has the dominant offensive line in the NFL. Um, although Houston's offensive line, not too shabby themselves. It's getting better. Uh, it's getting better. Laramie Tunsil, probably a top three offensive lineman in the league, definitely a top three offensive tackle. Um, and Deshaun Watson is balling out. Uh, probably your number two if you voted for MVP in the NFL today. I think he would be number two after uh, Mr. Russell Wilson. Um, and, you know, if he, didn't ha- if he didn't have one of the lesser qualities coaches in the league in uh, Bill O'Brien, I might look for the Texans here. But uh, Frank Reich is my guy. He's had two weeks to prepare for this. He owned, owned Bill O'Brien twice down the stretch last year. The two most meaningful games of Indianapolis' season last year were their win late in the season in the regular season against Houston that, that got them into the playoffs. And not the, not the Week 17 win that technically got them into the playoffs, but the win over the Texans who were streaking at that time and, uh, and the win in the playoffs and, you know, the, the complete and utter deconstruction domination of Houston on the road was impressive. I love this spot for Indy. I will, I would lay the minus one, minus two, whatever this closes at. I think it goes to two. I, I thought it should have been two, two and a half. I, you know, I have a small play on one, but my major look here is an under. Under, under, under. We talked about this on Sunday. We saw the number we wanted. I got it. Un- I unloaded on this, and it's gone our way. Uh, do you still feel strongly about this under? Yeah, absolutely. We like this right away. I bet it right away. I got 49. What'd you get? 40. I sold down to 47.5 for plus money. Yeah, I'm always just such a scaredy cat. Plus, I, was <laughs> well, on, plus I did it on Bookmaker. This so is like, a field goal. This is a so. this is a field goal. Yeah, it does feel like it does feel like the Colts will try to run a similar game plan. I mean, just real quick, it, it feels like Chiefs part two. Yes, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's absolutely. it's a dynamic Chiefs. quarterback. You want to keep the ball out of hands, and you've shown you know, and you have a smart coach who knows. Because I feel like there are coaches who do things right, and we get excited and be like, oh, man, they can replicate that. And the coach is too friggin' stupid to realize that he can and doesn't in a similar game against a similar team if they just go with the same similar game plan and they're getting some pieces back. The defense is going to be looking a little stronger. I think it's just, yeah, Chiefs part two, 49 was too much. It should be 46. Yeah, Chiefs part two, easy, easy but bet. including and I might except, add, and I might yeah. add the Colts. I might bet the Colts uh, yeah, too. I, I haven't bet it. both sides of a game, a side and a total on a game in years. It's been Maybe a while for me too. True. 
That's there's a bunch of them this week that I thought about it though. Um, and this is one of them. Uh, and yeah, not yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs, Colts, part two. Except now we also have Leonard out there for the Colts. Now we also exactly. also have uh, their safeties. At least one, if not both, coming back. Um, this is a good spot. I like this for the uh, for the Colts to get a win. And uh, I just like Frank Reich with two weeks to prepare. Um, we are fourteen this, and one on consensus plays this year. Did you know that? Are we really? That's I awesome. made that up. <laughs> you crazy. believe anything I say? I don't think it's I just crazy. I had to throw one in because we both had the Rams last week. Oh, but yeah, no, we we true. have uh, we have had some pretty good luck on the ones that we just yes. I mean, when especially when, before totals. we record. I don't think we've lost. I don't think we've lost a total that we agreed on. No, before with the board, like before we record on Sundays, they're always going to be like two or three that just pop right away, and and we say them, and we both bet them. <laughs> they, they've all done pretty well, so. There's been a couple oh. of totals I almost talked you into, but you didn't play and they lost. But they, but in general, <laughs> when we're both on the same total, it's done well. So this is bodes well for this under. It does. Miami, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miami. Yeah, from a, from a fun game to Miami Buffalo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which is one of these. It's one of these where you have the giant point spread and the teeny tiny total. We're sitting on 16 and a half, 17 with a total revenge right game. On 40. It is a revenge game. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo. I said it when we talked uh, divisions, make no mistake. Josh Allen is not probably ever going to be a good quarterback, but he's not doing enough to screw it up. His rushing is actually down from last year. He's not running as much and he's not running as effectively, but the defense is better. The defense is better than last year. They've just – they're managing. They're winning close games. They're getting it done against a fairly soft schedule. And, again, the schedule – maybe Buffalo is not nearly as good as their record shows, but it's the record's likely to get better. They're a 17-point favorite. I was going to bet this under, and then they put Fitzmagic in. And I have sworn <laughs> off – I'm not going to say, like, you know, we, we try – I said this last week, you know, we try to be – pragmatic we try to be not betting with our hearts we try to use numbers and analysis but i'm just staying away from fitzpatrick games yeah he, it's a much 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 harder defense than what he saw coming in last week but i just yeah. <clears throat> no bet there's no chance i'm betting and buffalo's off a bye two bad offenses the total's probably right like it just over, feels like there's some fuckery. Over under one and a half defensive touchdowns flat. Jeez. Exactly. No, that should be <laughs> that's a sharp ass line. That's what I'm saying. Like this game, this game might be cruising for an under, but and yeah. at the same time, and at the same Bing time, bomb. it won't it yeah. won't be because it'll just be like, oh, if it's if it's magic, he's gonna come out and like throw two amazing touchdowns in the first half and then throw two amazing touchdowns in the second half to the other team. One of our buddies uh, is heavy on this over at 40, uh, and I'm dying to hear the handicap of that because I don't know. I don't know how it's happening. Um, yeah. that might, I, I, mean, I, wash, I wash my hands of this. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, let's talk about another awesome game that has huge implications uh, up in your neck of the woods, NFC North. Uh, Minnesota-Detroit always play two very bizarre contests. I, in my gambling life, it's been three or four years since I really took a Minnesota-Detroit game seriously from a betting standpoint because they're always a little weird. Um, what is your general feel, and do you think Cousins keeps up this mojo that he has picked up these last two weeks, 
Or does he come crashing back to earth against the defense that plays with a little swagger and a quarterback in Matt Stafford, who I think is being criminally undervalued across the league? Exactly. Stafford's undervalued. Cousins is suddenly overvalued. He's played two just atrocious secondaries. They've been just beat up and beleaguered by injuries. And in a couple cases, they weren't that good to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's the get, you know, when you have two get right games in a row for a quarterback, because like we've said all year, he has talented receivers. If you get him in a good matchup, he is going to do that to you. He's going to wreck you. Kirk Cousins looks great against a shitty defense. Detroit does not have a shitty defense. Detroit has a decent secondary. They have some nice pieces up front. I think I, I haven't been into that just, just because of everything you just said too. I don't know with Minnesota because I was I was tempted to say Minnesota was in trouble last week I said it on the podcast I said if they continue to pass the ball they can win by 10 if they go back to their old play calling they'll lose to the Eagles they'll lose ugly and this is going to be the same thing if the passing doesn't work right away and Zimmer gets in Stefanski's ear and says establish it we need to establish this run. It's going to go so badly for Minnesota. But yeah. if they stick with the pass, because like we said, Thielen, Diggs, the tight ends, Smith and uh, what's his face, Rudolph, and the backs, they can all catch the ball. They have a wealth of talent. And we saw so people true. like, people like, what was the guy's name for Green Bay that caught the touchdown? Who I've never heard of before. Lizard. Was Laser Lizard? Lizard. Laser Lizard. We saw third and fourth stringers getting open and dropping balls from from a quarterback who we don't think is as good as he used to be. You can get open. Even I mean, it's a good defense, but they I don't know, were they playing a lot of man? Because it just seemed like it was a lot of one-on-one and Rodgers was putting the ball where it needed to be and getting dropped. Yes. Yes, yes. So if they do stick with the pass, Minnesota gets this done. If the game plan reverts similarly to what the Cowboys have done for the last three weeks, it turns out how the Cowboys have turned out for the last three weeks. So I wash yeah. my hands of this one too. Um, two things that kept me off this one, because I think Detroit's the right side. I think this line flipped incorrectly. I think they ought to be favored by small favorites. Ooh, I one. had one more thing written down. Um, to yeah, go. It. This is go, what go, go. I wanted to bet Detroit. What kept me off him was their coaching last week. Yes, there short, we go. Short there, week, two, short week plus coaching. Yes, yeah, that bad, was some bad news. horrible second bad half news. coaching. Not only horrible second half coaching, bad decision making in terms of when to go for it, when to kick field goals, bad decisions mm-hmm. when to go for it, when to punt, bad decisions um, continuing to force the ball to carry on Johnson in into a you know one yard in a cloud of dust like. Like, wake the fuck up. Like, your quarterback is playing at another level right now than he has over the last couple seasons. He's not hurt anymore. I think we were we were mis-evaluating uh, Stafford based on his performance over the last couple of years when he was dealing with some injuries last year, especially his back injury. And I think he is healthy now. I think he is playing at a top level. His receiving core are all healthy. Like, let him loose. Do not force the run on this team. And I don't, I can't, I mean, I just can't believe in Patricia. And on top of that, the Detroit players across the board are probably going to be mentally in a weird space after having that game effectively stolen from them by the refs. Like I hate that spot, right? Like you don't, you're not, you're not going to, and who knows what the refs, they try to, you know, make up, make this game up or if they, you know, go 
go heavy at Detroit again as like a nope, we're not showing any bias here. You know, like so this is this is a, an easy one to stay away from him. And um, you know, I I think Detroit is live in the NFC North. I think they're worth betting at the price that they currently are listed at because I think Stafford is the best quarterback in this division, but I can't get involved with them this week. So it's a pass for me too. Oh, the other we talked a little before. Green Bay, hot as a pistol, kind of. They're winning games. It's like a, it's like the Bills, but with a good quarterback. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Is this the most fraudulent record in the NFL? Is no. anyone, Patriots anyone else? <laughs> Dude, they haven't had to play anybody. I'm not saying they're not good. Yeah, but their schedule's tough. No, Green, Green Bay is for sure. Green Bay is, they've had... They've had their share of luck, but I don't. Crazy enough, I've if, read I've read some things about Rodgers. Two articles now written this year about how the demise of Rodgers, and I don't want to bury him yet. He hasn't looked bad. Like what what is he doing so wrong? That pick, the pick was a hundred and fifty percent on the receiver. Yes, he's putting things on the numbers. He should have had a long touchdown to a running back that was pretty much on the spot. That's true. There was a shitload of drops. Rodgers, the demise of Rodgers is greatly exaggerated. I'm not worried about him. I think he's going to be fine. You get Devontae. I don't think Devontae plays, so to tell you the truth. I don't either. I don't know. If he gets he, – he, and this was reported widely, that he made the case for Lazard during the game. He, he wanted Lazard in over the other guy whose name I don't know either. But he liked him. <laughs> no, I mean, once you get past, I know. like, Scantling, I don't know any of these guys. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is oh, walking put, dead. He's, send him out to the farm. Put him on the boat. The bu- the, uh, put him on the truck. Send him out to the farm. Um, he is done. So, uh, after all the good things I'm going to say about Green Bay, and I think you get, you get Lazar working with the ones over the course of a week. It is a short week, and Oakland is off a bye, and the money has shown accordingly. I would have liked to bet Oakland early. I'm staying away now. Um, I still lean Oakland in the points. I'm not saying they're going to go up to Lambeau and get it done, but Derek Carr has had – we said it a couple weeks in. We couldn't decide if he was actually good again. I don't know if he's actually good, but he's very serviceable. His metrics, his stats are showing he's he's an okay quarterback. They're, they're not bad. They have an okay quarterback. They have an okay running back. And they have an okay offensive line. And they're going to be in more games than we thought they were preseason. This is one, I mean, a lot of people probably whiffed on this because it was such a mess. You watched Hard Knocks, the AB saga, everything else, trading Mac last year, Gruden being just, a, I mean, basically, I don't want to say he isn't. He's still an idiot. He's he's he says just some of the dumbest shit, but just this done, this team yeah. this team is going to be in game. So I think the right side definitely was taking Oakland to the points. It's still my lean, but no bet for me right now. Yep, off a bye, man, off a bye against a short week, getting six that probably wasn't the worst look in the world. We missed that one on Sunday, I think. I don't know. We didn't see the. We hadn't seen this uh, Green That's Bay. That's true. We hadn't <laughs> seen Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Green That's Bay on fair. a short week is not great either. Matt Lafleur is not a good coach. He's not. Like Matt Lafleur might be bad. Uh, and as ditzy and as silly as John Gruden is, I still am not interested in laying these points with Green Bay. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean the, the Aaron Rodgers, the demise of Aaron Rodgers may be greatly exaggerated in that. Yeah, he he's not. You know, he's this the 
numerical stats from this season and the end of last season would bear out that he's in the ballpark of an average quarterback in the NFL. And I don't believe that to be true. I think he's closer to the top tier. I think he's closer to five to 10 range. I don't believe him to be in like the 15 to 20 range. Right. And yes, he has had, he's, I, I've been Baldwin's piece was great. The, the accuracy issues are real. I, he clearly to me looks like an aging quarterback. Like he's not taking whatever Tom Brady's taking. Wow. Uh, and he's aging. He's aging like a naturally aging human being. Uh, and um, I would say, I would say without a doubt, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, as he has moments in games, he can win games. He can read defenses and do things when he has healthy receivers. He probably gets this win, but I don't think it's by a touchdown. I think it's by, you know, some, some magic at the end. Uh, Mason Crosby field goal to win the game. And yeah, you're probably right. Oklahoma's probably the right side at six, six and a half, <clears throat> but no play. Another one I don't have a look on, but you do because you were Johnny fast fingers. Jacksonville, Cincinnati. <laughs> I had several girls call me that in high school. <laughs> okay. Apologies Gardner Minshew. <clears throat> Gardner Minshew takes on Andy Dalton. Clearly, we believe in Gardner Minshew's ability to cover a teaser like. Uh, we believe in Gardner Minshew's ability to keep a game competitive. Uh, and he should get his team back on in the winner's circle against the Cincinnati team that is still looking for their first win, which is wild, but not altogether unexpected when you see how poorly their offense has been playing, especially their red zone offense. It is so bad. Uh, I would look for uh, Cincinnati to get it done with field goals and defense in this one. I like your early number grab on the under. Uh, there's been a little bit of resistance here at 43 and a half. Well, I mean, there's it been dropped, a little bit. It drops far enough where you're going to expect resistance. You're going to get by. I mean, but like when we were talking about it and we were watching this thing fall, I was like, this could land in 41 and a half territory and I wouldn't be totally shocked. Um, wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville, I mean, Jacksonville, they, they make it, they deal. Ramsey so that we know Ramsey's not going to be out there um but their defense around you know around um you know their young nucleus there is playing very 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 impressively I think uh and um yeah they're going to throttle this Bengals team yeah likely I got them plus three and a half in a teaser because nice I have to because you're the guy that teases across zero yep I knew I'd have to do it this week. I knew I knew it was going to come up a few times when they were going to be a short favorite. But I made the twelve leg. You can't undo the twelve leg teaser. You have to. No, you said you were going to do it. You have to do it. Yeah, you have to do it. It'll be hilarious if it does come through. Twenty-eight to one. What? I just need one of your ties wins. Ties Ties win. win. That's wild. That's a a wild uh, uh, rule. I love that. During the games, like I was doing other things. And I was looking. I couldn't remember if I bet a six and a half or a seven point teaser. And I couldn't remember <laughs> if I put ties to win. If I did, I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll check later. It's it's not a big money bet. And sure enough, I bet the seven point ties win. So we are two and oh, not even reduced. So perfect. Um, yeah, I did bet the under 46. Some people even got under 46 and a half. It opened up. Wow. It was one of, the, it was one of those ones. Um, I had it. I had a few things circled immediately, and then somebody DM'd me, and this guy's kind of a knob dick, 
And he, and I'm like, God, if this guy is seeing the same thing, then everybody's going to be all over it. I better bet this right now. And he got the 46. It wasn't me, was it? No, it was, uh, I'm just giving him shit. Okay. Our good friend hand jobs for Ewoks. Oh, that's that was a good. But that was a good rip. That was I am, good I am serious. Jab. So I'm like, God, if he sees yeah. this and I see hand this, like, everybody yeah. sees it. I better get it right now. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I, resistance at like 43 and a half. Sure, why not? The Cincinnati's missing a cornerback. That doesn't help me. But I yeah, their see, cornerback situation is not great. I don't see Cincinnati scoring a ton, so hopefully yeah. it's just Jacksonville uh, controlling the ball. And you're not uh, doing a you're not doing a Jag stack. You're not doing Shark and DD Westbrook in your DFS this week. I probably will do some Shark. He had a down Chark. week, so maybe he's a little bit by low this week. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, no play for me, but I like what you did there. Uh, why don't you tee up uh, this game where we feel exactly the opposite? I know I'm kind of I'm kind of off it now. I've what? been back and forth. What the, this over got bet up, and I'm a little scared now. Where I what? think it might just be Rams. It might just be Rams Dude, team total over. This is first to thirty wins. I know, but I am. I'm legitimately. I'm legitimately worried about a couple of things in this game. Anyway, Rams Atlanta. I said bet the team total over against Atlanta until it doesn't work, which. No, you said until it gets to 40, and it's not going to be 40. No, the Rams, the Rams here scored seven points last week, and this total is still going up. That's how. (laughs) That's how little fooled people were by how good of a defense they had to play. Goff get right game. If Kyler Murray can drop 30 on this team, the Rams certainly will score 30. Indoors, Goff, his road splits aren't great, but he should do all right down there at the sea. Like we said, the scene of the crime. <sighs> I think he's going to be fine. I uh, I think, I mean, talk me into just betting the over 55 here to, at a nice number. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the Falcons are going to score whatever they want. They might score 50. <laughs> um, the, Ra- the Rams. Uh, defense is horrific. I mean, obviously they have stars, um, but they can be passed on with the uh, reckless abandon. Um, obviously, you throw Jalen Ramsey into the mix. He hasn't been in game shape. He's dealing with a back injury. I don't know if he's very effective in this game. And I think uh, it doesn't really matter because you have Julio and Ridley on the field, and you're going to be able to find spots, you know, to hit one of those two guys if your offensive line plays in in any way, shape, or form reasonably well. Um, on the flip side, and, and um, by the way, like Dirk Cutter. Was, has been bad overall this year. He's been a downgrade from Sark, which seems impossible to say. But uh, he's kind of starting to figure things out a little bit. There are signs there. When they were down against the Vikings, they had no hope of coming back and scoring points. When they were down against the uh, Cardinals, they did. And they did. And they didn't get the win, but they scored. And they got into the 30s, and they're going to get into the 30s here tonight um, on Sunday. Um, I would say the Rams on the other side, uh, this is a perfect opportunity for them to get right offensively. Sean McVay's entire game plan going into that San Francisco Niners game stunk. It was stupid. He made terrible, terrible assumptions about how he was going to dictate that game. Uh, you could see it with the you know the all the runs that they did out of the gate that they were going to lean heavily on the rushing attack and he was going to run it into the teeth of their strength of their front seven and it didn't work after that first drive. He never adjusted their. Their um, guard Noteboom gets injured. Their backup guard is an absolute, was an absolute joke. 
had out, he had no business on the field. They have made it. They have a full week now to make adjustments and prepare for a different game plan to put guys in to help uh, contain a pretty pathetic pass rush from the Atlanta Falcons. And if I've seen anything on Twitter in the last two weeks, it has been some of the most confusing, ridiculous, um, laughable scheme disasters from the Atlanta secondary and oh by the way here's your gift Atlanta you get to go up against a passing offense that gives you confusing looks and difficult reads and multiples like this is a perfect spot for Jared Goff to answer his critics to put up some points on this Atlanta team I think Atlanta probably wins um, because I think that little of uh, of what McVay is doing right now in in LA I think um, you know, that the, the Falcons are, you know, doing just enough offensively to play, keep, you know, to play, uh, ahead in this game and probably get a win. Um, but this is like 40 to 30 kind of win for the Falcons, in my opinion. And I think 54 and a half where it sits now is still bettable. I got in at 53 and a half. Um, both teams, team total overs are probably fair. Uh, and th- you know, they can't make this total high enough. You know, this is this 59 and a half. I'd probably think hard about it, <laughs> but 54 and a half. I think there's still, there's still an edge here. Let's do it. Actually, okay. I'm on the team. I'm on the team total. Give me the team total. Okay. Neither of these teams can, can run well enough to put the game away. I know it. The whole game state. Fuck it. We're on it. It's a consensus over. <laughs> I'll take okay. whatever. I'm, I'm 21, so, 21, 21, 21 at halftime. And we 21, are 21, about this one. We are yeah. giggling. We're doing yeah. a little giggle. Yeah, yeah that's right. <sighs> What's that lead us to? Oh, God. San Francisco and Washington. A game that I probably will only see if I have uh, any DFS liability on Niners, which I probably won't. Look at you all DFSing. Won't. Well, I'm in the country club league now, yeah, you know, we're, we're DFS. I, I did too. And I would have, I would have gotten murdered all of my looks in DFS last week. All of my, I was getting too cute by half. I would have gotten smoked. Um, this week I got some good reads. I think though. Um, I don't think anyone's accused you of being cute. <laughs> this is, you know what this game is? This is a good survivor league game. <laughs> it sure feels like that. Um, Bill Callahan. And Case Keenum as a combination of coach and quarterback is about as uninspiring as you can get in that's not named Brian Flores, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and the fact that they got their one win by one point against Miami last week, I think is all the positive you're going to be able to say about Washington this season. Um, I don't, you know, they, they forced it to Adrian Peterson and even that didn't work. Uh, if they go with that again against the San Francisco defense, they are going to get eaten alive. They may not gain a hundred yards total. Uh, and uh, San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo are not in a great spot here. So I'm not laying 10, um, but I would expect San Francisco defense continues their, uh, you know, their ability to shine this season and, uh, you know, holds the, holds the Redskins to, you know, three, seven, ten points maybe. Uh, and, uh, you know, they get a, get out of town with like, let's say a 31-10 kind of a, kind of a game. This has that width to it. Uh, I thought about the under. I could see where San Francisco just runs out this clock. They can run. Um, and uh, Breed is playing pretty well. Uh, Washington defense is playing a little bit better lately than we saw a couple of their uh, games earlier in the season. But uh, I still think uh, San Francisco gets whatever they want in this one. And I think they uh, – they continue on their unbeaten quest here for another week. Yeah, and I just <clears throat> I wanted to add. I've heard this three or four different places, and I've had heard it for a couple weeks. 
there's been some Jimmy G slander. And I understand it because he hasn't looked great. He's missed some throws. He's made some bad decisions. But I still think it's just early. Like, it's so tough. It he is. Has, he hasn't played that many. It just feels like he's been around forever because we knew yeah. him on the Patriots. Yeah. He was there at the beginning of last year, with the, and then he had the injury. And it's only been, what, five, six games here this year. I he think still he, looks, uh, he still he needs looks like more time. Yeah. yeah, no, he looks good. And he, I mean, he has, I, I, I'm not saying he hasn't made some shitty decisions and made some bad throws. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I think it's just a little early to, <clears throat> to poop on him so hard. Yeah. He still looks like a million bucks out there. That's for sure. Um, LA, Tennessee. LA, Tennessee. What was, did you look this up? I asked you this, but you were on a call or something. What was the look ahead over the summer for this? Can you quickly find that while I kill yes, time I can. by talking? So we no. If you're not familiar with this sort of stuff, like CG Tech, and then later on some of the offshores will open up lines for every single football game besides Week 17 early. And we did we did talk about this. Our guy, uh, I can't think of his name now. He's from Minnesota too. Smart guy, giving him all the credit in the world, and can't think of his name. Winning picks. Winning picks. Yes. He's got the Charlie Sheen avatar. He does this every year. I'm not sure if he did a bunch of this, but he's done this a few times where he he bets like, you know, seven, eight, ten of those lines and he does pretty well. He wins every year on those where if you can identify some teams that are just power ranked poorly, you know, the limits aren't crazy, but you can you can be sitting on some pretty good numbers. I know a bunch of guys who do this with college too. College, it can be I mean, you can move two, three touchdowns on some of those where they power rank teams poorly. So as it sits right now, the Tennessee Titans with the back, I mean, you want to call him a backup quarterback at this point, I guess. Mariota's done. We're going Tannehill. They are a two-point favorite against the Chargers, who won 12 games last year. Best, best uh, record in the AFC, tied with the Chiefs. The regular season win total last this year was 10, a little juice, and they are currently a dog to Ryan Tannehill. Incredible. Uh, the look ahead was Chargers by two, so it's a four-point swing. That's not as big as I'd hoped. Yeah, it looked like a pretty fair line. I mean, the Tennessee was basically like an average power-ranked team, and the Chargers were, you know, like four, uh, and that's obviously they both come down. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that's uh, – that's driving some of this. And I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know all, thing, all things said, like I just talked a bunch about a game I won't touch with a 10-foot pole. No. Uh, maybe maybe a Chargers tease, but even that. I mean, the, the total total's kind of in the area where you can tease the Chargers. And, I mean, Tennessee played a much, much tougher defense and looked – just absolutely lost. They couldn't do anything right. But this is another one where, just like Fitzpatrick, I don't want to play around where with this much uncertainty. You go to a different quarterback, I don't know what that means. So I don't I'm, either. I'm, I'm just staying away from it. Like when, when you I, switch a quarterback like that, I it makes me really not want to bet the game because then you, you you're sitting there with a ticket later on and be like, well, I didn't know Tannehill would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Broncos beat the ever-loving tar out of Tennessee at home. Broncos the previous week beat the ever-loving tar out of uh, L.A. in their home away from home. Uh, and I don't know that this is not a fair line 
<laughs> with the quarterback change because Tannehill, I think, gives you more life than Mariota. Tannehill, uh, I mean, I'll go back to Mariota and why he needed to pull him. He's clearly has never recovered from the nerve injury, in my opinion. He was throwing ducks, dead ducks in that Denver game. They were fluttering uh, like um, like they had been shot out of the air in, uh, in duck season in, uh, in the South. And he needed to get pulled. Tannehill can hit targets 10 to 15 yards downfield, which Mariota could not without throwing picks. So maybe the Tennessee is live in this spot, but Arthur Smith is still running a disastrous offense. He is still forcing the ball to Derrick Henry with an offensive line that can get no push. And uh, the Chargers are missing so many pieces on their offensive line that Philip Rivers is running for his life. He's never got it finding rhythm. He's not passing the ball down the field. Keenan Allen is getting frustrated vocally, publicly. Um, 40, I mean, Hunter Henry's back. Chargers have more weapons. Maybe they're alive to play, to, to, to bounce back in this one. I don't have a lot of hope that they can save their season. I don't have much faith in Anthony Lynn as a coach. And uh, I think um, this is definitely an easy one to skip. Let's talk about a much better game. A much, much, much better game. Like in terms of the entertainment spectrum of NFL football games, the uh, Chargers Tennessee is a sad one, and Baltimore Seattle is a ten. It's a fucking ten on a scale of one to eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed that! I did my varsity blues drop. Uh, ten, and- <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten. Um, Every week, Lamar. I, Lamar- I know that's our thing. I guess Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Uh, two of the most entertaining quarterbacks in the NFL going head to head in a game where you are there are questions with both defenses. I, and this total line movement can anyone explain this to me? Uh, I, I got a I, bad number. You got a bad number. I didn't end up playing the over because I was I wanted to see what the Baltimore money line looked like first because I have uh, I have strong feeling that Baltimore gets this win. Um, and I got uh, plus 150, uh, which I think is super, super fair because Baltimore is going to be absolutely in this game. The general consensus that Seattle um, is just going to do it magically, I think, it betrays the fact that their defense can be abused. They can be abused. Um, Baltimore is scoring at a clip that is wildly impressive. Uh, if you kind of break down their box scores a little bit, even the 23 points they scored last week, like they had a 12 minute drive in the fourth quarter where they basically just were kneeling it at the two and then kicked a field goal. Like they did this, they did that same thing against Arizona. They kneeled, you know, killed the clock. So they could have scored 30 points in that one. Like this is a team that when they go up against subpar defenses, they are going to make you pay. They are, you know, the offensive coordinator Roman is he is dialed in right now. He is calling a brilliant offense. I think the uh, the you know the acquisition of Peters is an upgrade over the player that they had, even though Peters is clearly not the player he once was. Um, you know, you put him in the same secondary with uh, Jimmy Smith. Fingers crossed he plays. Even if he doesn't, I still like Baltimore. Uh, you know, Earl Thomas in his homecoming in Seattle. The fact that Seattle's home field advantage has been diminished lately. Uh, there's, you know, there's, you know, the fact that Baltimore's offensive line um, matches up so well with the only thing Seattle can do defensively. They're getting Reed back. They're going to have Ants out there and Clowney, um, but their offensive line is so damn good. So Baltimore for me in this one, uh, they get the win. 
Um, what do you think is going on with this total? I don't, I don't know. Um, our friend Adam Chernoff made a good point and he's a really big game state guy. And you know, it's just like we talk, there's more than one way to skin a cat and there's a million ways to handicap NFL. And I don't want to ever, you know, sell short anything he does because he's he seems to have a pretty good grasp of the markets and his main argument was the game state doesn't doesn't terribly set up for you know uh, slinging the ball back and forth offense where it, i don't know i i'm having a hard time regurgitating what he said maybe i need to listen to that his morning podcast again but it, it did scare me a little but in fact i already bet it the number moved against me i could give myself a one point polish middle if i want and to tell you the <laughs> truth i still believe in it I, the, the baltimore defense is i don't know if it's just trading on its name because it's both of these these were some of the greatest defenses historically of like the last 15 years they both kind of stink right now they can both be scored upon these are two dynamic Lamar Jackson is a top 15 passer and a top 10 rusher, not a top 10 rushing quarterback. <laughs> He's number eight in the NFL in rushing. I think. I'm oh my like, goodness. I'm going to have to look that up because that sounds, that sounds outlandish right now. But in terms uh, of talent, he's in the top 10. Yeah, clearly. But both of these, yeah, both of these offenses have looked great. Um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, I'm pretty pumped to watch this game. Hopefully it doesn't let me. It'll really let me down if that uh, if that's what's going to happen. No, Lamar Jackson absolutely is the number eight rusher in the league, not quarterbacks or anything. the The next quarterback on the on the list would be Kyler Murray at thirty four. Yeah, Kyler Murray is supposed to run this fun offense. Both of these guys, yeah, both of these guys can gain yards in chunks, big chunks. Big chunks. Both of these guys are capable of answering if they're you know if it touchdown is conceded on the other side um russell wilson is doing some magical shit right now uh but you know he's he's lost Disley, and he's down on offensive line and that is like that's the angle i needed to kind of go baltimore really like i just needed like a couple of things to not be in perfect you know perfect situation here for seattle but like, like what what did we see with uh seattle rams that total, I bet it at 50. It got bet down to 48 and a half. What did we see with uh, Seattle, uh, Cleveland? That total, I bet at 47. It got bet down to 45 and a half. Like somebody out there is really convinced that the Seattle is all of a sudden going to play this slow, plotting, defensive style football. And it's not happening, man. They I mean, are even when they run, they are, they're getting chunks. They're getting, yeah, right. Exactly. Like they're not, their running game is not like amazing. But, like, you have to respect what Russell Wilson is doing in the passing game. You have to. That is, like, honestly, like, this is the inverse of you've got to run to establish the pass. Like, Russell Wilson is so dangerous passing that you have, and, he's, and he can run as well. You have got to run a defense that gives them the opportunity to run from time to time. They're being just a little bit less predictable than they were last season. Um, and, yes, they still run too often on early downs, but they you know, with it's the, still with the, working somehow. It's still working. It's still working. You know, there, there's I, honestly, I, I want to give Wilson more credit. I think he's checked. He's got more freedom. I think he's checking more often. I think he's you know feeling comfortable in the pocket with a little bit better protection this year than years past. 
And, you know, I think um, they're making good decisions. And Who's a better 5-1 and one team, Green Bay or Seattle? Seattle. No. Know, isn't that weird? Green Bay, no. Seattle, It's close. No. It's really close. I mean, like Seattle, Seattle's, Seattle's not a – their record is maybe a, a game inflated. I don't want to say, like, oh, this is a 500 team. If they've been give, good, uh, but, I mean, you, they've played you a few put them, If you put yeah. them on a neutral field and you lined it to pick them, I'm probably taking Seattle. What about you? Be on on Russell Wilson alone. Yeah, and that's exactly – you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. On Russell Wilson alone. He's he's just been – his whole career he's done this sort of shit. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I, great. I was actually surprised. I don't know why. I need to look at the standings more often. I was surprised they were 5-1. and one. I swore they were 4-2. and two. Yeah, their only I'm loss was, uh, was a weird one too. Yeah, exactly. So was Green Bay's, ironically. Green Bay could be 6-0. They're lost at the goal line Detroit, to the, to the Detroit Eagles. Detroit could be five and zero. Dude, they could. They, they Detroit should be five and zero. Cincinnati yeah, could wow. be zero and six. Oh, they are. <laughs> All right, where's that lead us? That leads us to the. Uh, can you believe New Orleans is five and one? <laughs> right? Yeah, and we yeah we won't go over that whole spiel again. We talked about that earlier in the podcast. This is one where I've had to do some soul searching. It's tough. It's tough because I said I've said to some people like why, you know why would you start start looking to fade New Orleans now? People have been doing it every week again. It, it's it, and finally I guess finally it's taking some money. New Orleans is taking money. It's come down from the four, get a three. Kamara's out, a front four in Chicago that can get after Teddy. Hicks is out though, bit, right? Yeah, Hicks is out. That's rough, but I still. I still think coming off a bye, Mitch practicing, and I, you can say whatever you want about Mitch Trubisky, he's a better quarterback than Chase. Do we have barely. confirmation that it's going to be Mitch? I think he's playing. He's he's wearing some weird like bra or something <laughs> across his shoulder, a bro. I Mitch, think he's going to play. Mitch the bitch is wearing a bra, huh? But yeah, having having Kamara out and having to face a half decent defense here, I'm really really tempted. Imagine a week where I almost bet on the Giants and Bears as favorites. I'm very close <laughs> on both. Uh, it's a juicy do, three right now. It's going it, to make if, for if an interesting can, podcast on Sunday night. Yeah, if it <laughs> continues, if it continues to take money, I don't know if I can pass a flat three. It'll be great content. <laughs> <laughs> Make your case for New Orleans, then. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has all of the karma in the world because he's that good of a guy. He got that unfair of a shake in a previous life with the Minnesota Vikings and that horrific injury. And so the football gods are giving them wins when they don't deserve them. And they are burying my New Orleans under tickets. And they are setting up Saints for a run at finally winning a Super Bowl uh, in this later half of Drew Brees' career. Um Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints are playing uh, marginally competitive football offensively, but you can say almost identical thing of Chicago and whether it is Chase Daniels, Chase Daniel or Mitch Trubisky. I think Chicago's offense is still very suspect. I think uh, if Mitch Trubisky is out there and he is throwing to his left wide over his receivers' heads or to his right into the hands of Marshawn Lattimore, who is returning it for touchdowns. I think the Saints' uh, defense dictates this one, uh, and we really start to shake our heads and scratch our heads. And did they bring Mitch back too soon? Uh, did uh, you know? Did they need to you know 
if they start Chase Daniel, do they do they need to bring back Mitch? Uh, this is a, a Chicago team that is going through the growing pains that we expected after a couple of uh, wins in Denver and against the you know the Redskins that made things seem like oh maybe regression won't come for this team. No, regression is coming for this team, and this is the kind of game that they don't win uh, because people are expecting their defense to be the twenty. 18 Bears defense, and in reality, uh, if you take one piece off of this defensive line, and you can double, uh, you can double um, Mac, then all of a sudden they're not getting the same pressure that they were. Uh, everyone else around Teddy Bridgewater is playing better for the Saints. The offensive line is playing better. The, the defense is playing better. The special teams is playing well. Like it's this is this is a, a nightmare scenario for. Uh, Bears fans, I feel like where New Orleans comes in and just like last week, under un, people are counting them out and they get it done against a team that they can smother with their defense. Yeah, it's just New Orleans is not good offensively. <laughs> yes. like they, their offense has not looked good, and maybe maybe I just talked myself into an under. I don't even care what it is; it's dropped, hasn't it? It's thirty-eight and a half, right? That is as low as you can find on the board. That is lower than the Tennessee Chargers on there. Sell it to yeah. thirty. Sell it to thirty-five. The, <laughs> all right, five so touchdowns does seem like a stretch. The Bears win this and cover if they get turnovers. It's just like last year. Their turnover luck was amazing. It wasn't all luck. They had a good defense. They had a ball hawking defense. But even fumble luck was their way. And we said that might regress. It has a little, but they're still top five in turnover differential. Even with some bad turnovers, they they have got your takeaways, interceptions. What do we got? Four picks, six fumbles. Oh, that's uh, takeaways here. Yeah, four picks, six fumbles. They've taken the ball away ten times already. They've had their bye, so they're one game short. And they're still plus six in turnover differential, tied for third in the league. Yeah, it's what good. they do. If they turn the ball over, the Bears win this game. So maybe, maybe I don't want to bet into a game where I need turnovers to win it. And yeah. the unders, the unders kind of tell us to fuck it. I'm I'm off it. What about um uh, the fact that uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Latavius Murray are going to have to carry the load? And yeah, Kamara out. Minis- if Kamara out yeah. is huge. No, uh, that Minnesota Vikings. Heading into Soldier Field, where they stink it up every time. <laughs> is this the is the curse of Minnesota ex Minnesota Vikings in Soldier Field? Wasn't Latavius um, Murray? Wasn't he a Viking? He was. You're right. And uh, Bridgewater were they Vikings together? I don't think they were. Right? Mm, no, I don't think so. They I just they were ships in the night. Yeah, they passed. Um, okay. Yeah, this is a stay away. I mean, I, I leaned. I, I like like I was teetering. Teddy on, almost I, passed. Jesus, like I, you're worried about. <laughs> Losing blood, people were puking. That sounds like such a gross injury. Like it's hard to it's cheer grossest. against. It's hard to cheer against this guy. Like coming oh, he's back so from, he's such a good guy. He's no, just he like was everything you ever very seen well loved up here. Like he is so good, <laughs> especially after years of Joe Webb and some of the things that we had. Oh my god, yeah. who's the who is the Tampa Bay quarterback? Josh Freeman. Oh yeah. my god, we forgot about the fact that the Pope is pulling for uh, the Saints. Yeah, that's tough. It's a little yeah. bit and the Catholic, you know, the Catholic Church, they don't do anything uh, that would make me worry about them backing a team. <laughs> karma, if you talk karma wise, 
they're changing the the holy trinity to the holy tripod in honor of teddy bridgewater um, is it really that big <laughs> all right sunday night sunday night sunday night this one's good man philly I waffled, dallas i waffled between ah. an over and a philly money line here and i landed on philly uh how about you i still am thinking it over but i'm gonna wait until they actually announce to sean out okay. and then i will bet the over okay i don't think it matters <laughs> they okay both defenses are going to get torched by whoever they throw out there for receivers. I, think I don't know that I agree with that. I don't think I agree. I mean, Wince Wince is markedly worse when he <laughs> no. doesn't when he doesn't have when he no when he doesn't have Deshaun. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, proven true, true, true. out. Yes, okay. That's okay, absolutely okay. proven out. But this, if okay. this if if they announce Cooper and Deshaun out and this drops to like forty seven. Mm-hmm. I have to bet that. I have to bet that over. Yeah, because yes. Dak Dak with whoever. Will torch that defense. Philly yeah. will come back because Dallas is such shittily coached team. I mean, this ends up like 28-24. Okay. Yeah. That sounds exactly where I would land on this. And, I think yeah, 28 so, is Philly, though. And I, yeah, and I think this total I, I don't disagree with you there. I just worry about Wimps Wimps playing without Deshaun has looked a little <laughs> iffy at times. He okay. needs a downfield threat. But he does. man, Dallas. Uh, how do you how do you bet Dallas? How do you bet Dallas is a favorite? The way that the coaching has regressed. There's been so many telltale signs. It's not just like the eye test. Like, oh man, Kellen Moore looked pretty smart, and now he doesn't look smart anymore. Like, there's there's the, the stats. I can't remember who showed that to us. Maybe Suma, the Jason Witten ratio. Yep. Like uh, the Kellen Moore of the three wins. Kellen Moore wasn't using Witten much. And then Kel Witten's usage went up more snaps every single game, which is more along the lines of how Jason Garrett would like to run an offense. And that's not, you know, there's, there's just a bunch of different things like that where yep. it's just, it's showing Jason Witten's Jason Witten, Jason Garrett's fingerprints are on this offense and now they've lost three straight and nobody yep. down there has the cojones to speak up to Jera. No, nope. Garrett is, I don't know if he doesn't understand that he's not good. Like he just, he's excited to clap. He's, you know, they're, they're a 500 team. Maybe he's happy with that, but they, they look so bad these last three weeks from a play calling standpoint. And we were so excited because we don't, I mean, you know, I like the Vikings, but with betting, my fandom has kind of died because I have to bet against teams. I, I like, and on teams that I hate all the time, or it's just died. So, you know, we're not, I don't pull for or against teams too often, just from a fan standpoint, but I do pull for teams to be smarter, to make better decisions, to see good coaching, good play calling forward thinking teams. And we were kind of pumped. Like even behind the scenes, we talked about this, like Kellen Moore might be, you know, the future of the NFL. If this is how he's going to call plays with this offense, Sure and enough. it has gone to hell in a handbasket. I'm disgusted. That said, if I see a 47, 47 and a half, I'll be on the over. Um, before I unload a full clip into the Dallas Cowboys as an organization, um, <laughs> can I get your opinion on uh, if you had to draft a quarterback for your team and your two choices were Wentz and Prescott, who are you taking? Prescott. Wow. It was a tough decision, though. Yeah, injury-wise. I think Wentz is just one of those guys that's always going to be banged up the way he he plays. 
And Dak, Dak under a smart coach is a good quarterback. We saw that the first three weeks. He was he was electric. Somebody played beanbags? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Dallas, this soap opera that is playing out up in Dallas is something to behold. Jerry Jones. I mean, okay, we'll start with Jer- Jason Garrett. His only discernible talent as a head coach, as far as I can tell you, is an ability to not get fired by Jerry Jones. Uh, he has been employed there for 10 years. And he has, in that tenure, failed to put on the field a team that can compete as readily as the talent level of players that are out there. And that is an embarrassment. Uh, I would say that the fact that the three games this season where Kellen Moore was clearly running the offense, that they did so well, and that the national media and the local media spotlight heaped so much praise on uh, on Moore as a talented young play caller had to really annoy Garrett, who felt like he's never gotten Ooh, credit. Oh, I think you were going down the right path here. This is <laughs> and, this is all new. Where, where has this been all week? I'd love to hear this theory. <laughs> and Garrett as sitting there like, oh, what, what do you, I mean, I'm, I'm working, I'm helping on this offense too. It's not just Kellen Moore. And then at the same time, you have pressure coming from Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones and saying, Hey, uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. If we gave Zeke more touches, he's getting into game shape. Now we gave him a hundred million dollars. If, uh, you know, we can still get these wins against these teams that were better than, uh, and, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if, you know, Dak isn't compiling these eye-popping stats where we're going to have to give him $200 million, right? I think there were pressure from above, pressure from Garrett himself that has completely changed the trajectory of this offense. Um, Combine that with the fact that Amari Cooper is injured. Amari Cooper also needs a contract. And guess what? If you are limited with the hamstring and you are a receiver who is playing with a quarterback who can only hit you when you are creating separation, which is Dak's serious limitation. He is hitting you when you create separation, period. He is not throwing it to you if you are not creating separation. If, and if you're a Cooper and you're limited with a the hamstring, there's really no incentive for you to be playing, especially not playing hard. All you're going to be doing is running around out there, not getting targets, not getting yours, and devaluing your next contract. Uh, and so as long as Cooper is in any way dinged up, I don't think he has an incentive to play hard. Um, Gallup has been injured too. They put him back out there too fast. He's not creating the same separation that we saw in the first couple of games. So he's not getting targeted as efficiently. The number one target for Dak Prescott in that comeback attempt against the Jets last week was Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin? Are you freaking kidding me? And then on top of all that, for after that game uh, is over, for Stephen Jones to come out and look into the camera completely perplexed and say i don't understand usually when we give zeke the ball 30 times we win like in some way shape or form like there's you know a magical correlation between the you know uh you know the causation correlation debate that we go over ad nauseum like he still doesn't get it and that's stephen jones which means jerry jones definitely doesn't get it and he just scratched out that huge check so 
from top to bottom, this organization is completely fucked. Uh, I don't think that they have strong leadership at the ownership or head coaching level. Um, and as you know, and with all of these, you know, talented players that need contracts and, you know, the, the challenges that come along with figuring that out, it's, uh, this is, this has disaster written all over it. Um, final cherry on, on the Sunday here, Jason Garrett's a lame duck. He doesn't have a contract next year. Like what? Like oh, speaking of yeah, but he's a, it's paid, weird. He's a lame duck like, uh, through the end of the year. Like, is yeah. there is there? Let's say they lose every game for the rest of the year. Is there any chance he's fired in season? Why would you? No, he yeah. There's no chance. Like it's <laughs> a weird no situation. No. It's like a yeah. lame. He's a lame duck, but he also knows like, well, I'm, I'm just I'm friends with Jerry. Yeah, but he's not going to fire me, but But he's not getting a contract. Yeah, but at the same time, if he doesn't do what Jerry wants to do, he's not getting a contract. If he doesn't do enough that Kellen Moore's not getting the credit, he doesn't get a contract. Like, there is so much palace intrigue and dynamics and soap opera bullshit going on. This organization is fucked. Uh, they may get the win at home against Philly. It may there may be stories and patting each other on the back that they've saved their season. I personally don't see it. I think Philly gets this. I think Philly was looking ahead to this game, which is one of the reasons they had such a poor game plan and such a poor uh, start to that game against Minnesota. Uh, and I think um, I think that if you are Dallas and you insist on running this uh, this you know, prehistoric offense where you are forcing the ball to Zeke Elliott against a front seven that has tons of talent in Philadelphia, that you are screwed. Uh, Doug Peterson should be able to take advantage of this coaching mismatch and he should have his guys ready up and playing for this game. The, the level of effort we saw Philly bring into that primetime game against Green Bay is what I'm expecting from this unit. And I think they get the win and uh, I got them on the money line. So I've got two money line dogs on my card this week, Baltimore and Philly. Uh, I also think the the um, you know the, we talked about the uh, the Falcons are, are I like them as a, a live dog as well. And uh, I put together a little uh, four leg four leg Aka. Uh, of, uh, of, my yeah, I, my only Aka. worry my only yeah, worry yeah. is bad game plan, shitty coaching, terrible ownership group. It's still not enough to stop anybody from passing on the Philadelphia Eagles right now. They're going to give up big chunks in the passing game. It doesn't matter who you throw out there. Like, obviously, like we talk, I can't talk enough about the Vikings receivers. Yes, they're very good. But, you know, you're not facing Diggs, Steelin, and that attack. But it, it's still, like, they made them look silly at times. Dak is going to get his. It's going to be tricky. And you're working, you're working with points. You're not. You're taking the money line, but you're getting yeah. a good. You're getting a good number. I'm not disputing yeah. that. I'm at plus. I like I like the bet. I just worry. And if I were betting it, I wouldn't take the points. I would just go mm-hmm. money line like you did. Like it doesn't. It's it's either the Eagles get this game, or they don't. There's no there's no covering. Right. No way. No way. Um, and because uh, they could get their doors blown off in the passing game, that sure. could throw for four fifty and could, four. We, yeah, this could look like the this could look like the Minnesota oh. Philly box score. It could look like the Minnesota Philly box score, uh, or it could look like um, you know Philly score thirty eight. Yeah, that would be good. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, like my little four leg dog Eka. Uh, I think it's a dog week in general, uh, and I like I like the uh, it's not a thing. The birds, the birds, the birds, and the points. What do you think of that? You think that has a, has a chance? Sixty to one. 
I mean, anything has a chance, but no, <laughs> probably not. All right. Well, so, I mean, what are the odds of getting them all? 60. Uh, 60 Cause it surely ain't <laughs> 60 to one. No, it's like uh 56 to one, probably. <laughs> That's maybe fair. 50 maybe 50 no, actually I, I would i would say price fair price for that pack is probably 40 to 1 and i'm getting it 60 to 1 at least that's the way i price these games um okay with that let's wrap this up fun fun as hell as another always. good one another good one uh we're and, rounding uh, into mid-season form we are um i love that uh discussion off the top about the uh, state of the league and uh we will wrap this up by reminding you to enter the side boss primetime contest uh, we came up with some really fun questions this week. Uh, the Philly-Dallas game was easy. The, the Patriots-Jets game was easy. These are easy, fun ones to come up with great questions for. So check out the Side Boss Deep Dive Primetime Handicapping Card. There are 20 options up there. You can pick your 10 most confident. We have had two outstanding winners so far. Memphis Micah got 10 out of 10. Uh, and then last week, P. Dons. Nine out of ten, and his only loss was a half point hook in that uh, in that Chargers over. Um, so he should have gotten ten out of ten. Which means if you are playing this game, you better bring your damn you free bring, entry. Bring your he won game. cash. He won merchandise. He won free entry into the hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar pick'em contest for this upcoming week. Be like P Don's. Enter the side boss thing because it's free. And it supports yes. the podcast. And it's fun as hell. We would appreciate you supporting the podcast. That's right. And it's free. And you can win cash. And if you That's don't right. win, it means you're an inferior handicapper to somebody else. <laughs> somebody that beat you. That's right. You're no I Memphis Micah. You're no P. Dons. I've uh, entered every week and I can't win. Yeah. 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 Well, by all means, get involved. You'll see the links all over our feed this weekend. Uh, you'll enjoy the contest. And uh, speaking of, we got we, we got some other cool stuff coming up, some other cool promotions. We got to get into our, our horse racing mindset because we got some Breeders' Cup coming up at the end of October. And uh, we're going to be in uh, Kentucky this year. Maybe yeah, we go. we, we're going to renew our partnership with the old uh, uh, with the old T- TVG, it looks like, which is pretty exciting. So um, it's in Santa, Santa Anita. So it's in my hood. I'm oh yeah. It's in Kentucky go. next year. Definitely going to go two years definitely from now. It's go. two years from now. It's in San Diego. Yeah. It, uh, that, yeah, that, that's, I'm, it can't, that's, I'm going cannot to miss that one. Cannot miss that one. Um, all right. Dell. All right. Great job. Great pod. Fun as always. And, uh, best of luck to you and your action this weekend.